Hey, what's going on, everybody? AJ here, going to break down the main events between Alistair Overeem and Augusto Sakai taking place this Saturday on UFC ESPN uh, Plus 34 is, I guess, the, the name, at least according to Best Fight Odds, the, the name of the event. Looking forward to it. The fight is taking place at heavyweight in like a classic prospect. Uh, Sakai will be playing that role and Overeem will be playing the role of the veteran type matchup. These two gentlemen are ranked in the top 10, so certainly there's implications with this matchup. Uh, obviously, we just saw Daniel and Steve just fight uh, for the trilogy, uh, so we could get some uh, fresh, fresh matchups potentially uh, for the heavyweight title. I say potentially because, of course, we, we know that Francis Ngannou currently is the number one contender. He had fought Stipe a couple years ago, and uh, that that makes sense. Perhaps uh, there's been talks of John Jones moving up to heavyweight. I do think that there's just many different options here uh, that that could be uh, you know that could be made. There's a lot of matches that could come to fruition as uh, you know Stipe and Daniel were able to finish off the trilogy. Uh, we're not we're not waiting for them to fight for a third time or second time, uh, depending on which year I guess you're in. You're looking at. Um, so, so certainly this, this bout, I do think is, is compelling to say the least. Um, there's been just a lot of other, uh, heavyweights that recently have, you know, done very well performance wise. Like we saw Derek Lewis go out there against Alexi Olenek at an impressive stoppage. Same thing with Jerzynia Rosenstruck at an impressive KO against, uh, Junior Dos Santos. Same could be said about Curtis Blades. Uh, very nice. His first five round main events, uh, win that went the full way against, uh, Alexander Volkov. Uh, so there's certainly a, a lot of fighters in the mix. I, I do think uh, at this moment, uh, you know, on the rise, you've got a very talented prospect, a couple of them, um, and Sarah Khan and Sergey Pavlovic. So heavyweight's bumping right now, it really is. Um, I like it personally. I know everybody's got their own opinions, but uh, I do think that right now uh, we got some some fresh fresh contenders in there, and I do think that the, the matchmaking stylistically is intriguing. Uh, as for this bout, which I'll talk about uh, right now, so. Uh, this is uh, a matchup where I, I said this, I, I feel like I said this last time when I was breaking down Overeem versus Harris. Overeem, still at this stage of his career, is oftentimes still the better fighter, more technical, more well-rounded. Uh, he's just so experienced, he's fought the best of the best for years now. Um, but like I said in that first matchup, Overeem has you know usually the better round-winning tools over the vast majority of the opposition, but... The culprit to the vast majority of his losses has been uh, getting hurt and, and finished with a punch uh, or, or punches, whichever way you want to look at it, TKO or KO. Um, and that's always a concern I have with him. And it's not just typical MMA and MMA logic, like these guys are heavyweights that hit hard. No, it's just been something that has been very evident throughout uh, Overeem's career. Like I said, he's just been fighting for so long. Um, and as a result, he's just taken a lot of damage throughout his career. He's been knocked, knocked out several times. Uh, both in mixed martial arts and kickboxing. Um, and that's always a concern um, for, for him and his fights is because just like we saw in, say, like the Jerzynia Rosenstruck fight, he could be the better fighter, but if the, the the opposition is hanging around, you know, three or five round fight, they still got that power and Overeem's not able to put them away and they're just kind of hanging out, they could very well finish the job with one punch, assuming they're not completely gassed um, in the, the latter half of the fight. Even, there's, even if there's 10 seconds ticking down, like we saw in that Rosenstruck fight in round five. Like, it's always a concern with Overeem if he can't put away the opposition, um, even if he's winning, because they could at any point just hurt him uh, with a big punch and finish the fights. Uh, same kind of with that last fight against uh, Harris. Harris, uh, granted, you know, more on Sakai in a moment, but I do think he's much more athletic, much faster, much more explosive than Sakai. 
but he was able to hurt Overeem very badly there in the first round, almost finished the job. Overeem was able to hang on and recover. Memory serves, I believe he utilized like a heel, heel look. Uh, veteran savvy move, just was able to make his way back to the feet. We saw uh, Harris expended a lot of energy. Um, and as a result, he got very, very tired. Overeem was able to basically take over from there, uh, utilize his wrestling, his grappling, and, and get a stoppage there in the second round. So that's, you know, I guess like the tale of two rounds in like an Overeem fight that kind of tells, like, you know, from somebody that I guess doesn't know the type of fighter that he is, I would point him to that fight, that Harris fight, to say like, hey, he he's usually the better fighter in there, like, you know, over the vast majority of the opposition in the heavyweight division, even at this stage of his career. But the opposition at any point could just hurt him with a big punch and finish the fight. Sometimes it, it happens and sometimes it doesn't, right? And that's important here because I do think that Sakai is very durable. He's, I do think he's like, could play the role of Rosenstruck, if you will, where he's like kind of hanging around. Uh, he's not like too exhausted. I do think that, you know, I'll get him more of his cardio in a mi minute, but I do think that his cardio should be fine for five rounds, even though he's never been there. He can kind of be hanging around, you know, not taking too much damage, not getting hurt badly uh, to the point where he, he can't fight at his best or anything like that. He could be hanging around and, in one of the later rounds, or even early, uh, he's able to hurt Overeem with a big punch. Like, it's always possible in an Overeem fight, because just like the previous matchup, I do think that Overeem is just simply the better fighter here. I think he's the superior technical striker. I also think he'll have a speed advantage. Uh, one of the compelling things I noticed in uh, Sakai's fight against uh, Ivanov was, despite many, many advantages that Sakai had on the feet, you know, he had a lot of range tools, like front kicks, uh, low kicks, he had the longer reach. I just thought he was going to be more successful at range, but Blagoy was able to compensate and get the better of the striking exchanges by just being committal uh, going forward, and he had a speed advantage. And anytime uh, Blagoy wanted to commit to something, he was able to land, particularly with with the left hand. He was getting tagged a lot by Blagoy's boxing. Uh, he was getting countered a lot by, by Blagoy. Um, and that's ultimately why in that matchup and in other matchups as well, where Sakai has shown to be, you know, kind of his, his striking has shown to be fairly laboring, at least in comparison to Overeem, that I do think that Overeem, uh, all things considered, will have a speed advantage. Um, so that should help Overeem in terms of, you know, his in and out movement these days. He just doesn't really want to engage that much in the striking. He's just very tentative, just wants to basically stand at range. Uh, he'll look for an opportunity to close distance, and he's a very good clinch fighter. Uh, we've seen him finish fighters in the clinch, such as Mark Hunt's. Uh, he's just he's got like a, a complete clinch game, if you will. Like we saw in Alexei Olenek fight, he was able to finish uh, the job with a knee there, and then follow up with strikes. I do think that that's going to be Overeem's game plan, even though uh, in a fight that you know while while it would be striking in open space, I would still favor him there. But that's where he's going to be most at risk because again the durability and. Uh, Sakai, I do think he does carry enough power to hurt Overeem with a big punch. Um, so on the feet, I favor Overeem against superior technical striker. I think he's more defensively sound. I think he's just uh, sharper and faster as well. Um, and then in terms of the clinch exchanges, that's another thing I noticed in the uh, Sakai fight against Blagoy. Uh, he was allowing Blagoy to close distance on him every time he basically committed to it. And he was held in the clinch a few times. Uh, we saw there in that third round that Blagoy uh, took him down very nearly from a, a trip. Uh, he also took him down one other time in the fight. He was uh, controlled there for the remainder of the second round off a caught, excuse me, a caught kick from Blagoy, if I could even get it out. 
Um, and I also saw him taken out in the contender series as well. So I do think that once Overeem commits, he, you know, definitely has the capability of closing the distance and getting the clinch position. And from there, he should be able to uh, impose that clinch game. Uh, like I said, that last fight against Blagoy, Sakai did stop the takedown in the third round, but it goes with the caveat if he very glaringly uh, grabbed the fence. Uh, had he not grabbed the fence, I or I, I think he would have been taken down, and that probably would have ultimately led to a 29-28 uh, decision in favor of uh, Blagoy, even though it still ended up being split, uh, because based off you know how Blagoy was able to control him in the second round, I do think we kind of see something similar there. Uh, kind of an assumption, but nonetheless, I do think that him grabbing the fence uh, changed the overall complexion and result of the fight. Uh, so that's something to be, I, I guess, taken into consideration from my perspective. Um, on top of that, um, I just think that once Overham gets that clinch exchange, the, the clinch exchanges that we could get here, uh, he should be able to take the fight to the ground. Overham has been more willing to wrestle these days. He has been putting a lot of work at team elevation with the likes of Curtis Blades, other very talented fighters. He knows what he wants to do when in top position, he's just taking less damage. Uh, he knows that. And so I do think he should be able to uh, control Sakai. I think he could take him down with like a trip, just like Lagoy did. Um, and from there, control, uh, not necessarily get a finish, but, you know, control, get some top control time, maybe get a finish. Uh, if he gets in a dominant position and pounds away with ground and pound, something like that. Uh, there's not too much footage of Lagoy off his back. Um, again, it doesn't look very threatening or anything like that, but uh, assuming that Overeem could impose the superior grappling, especially in top position, I do think that we can see Overeem uh, do some damage, win some rounds. If not, maybe get a stoppage, although I lean that Sakai's probably de defensively sound enough to, to not get finished or anything like that. Um, and in terms of just uh, the feats, basically Sakai's main way to win there is just catch Overeem with a big shot. Uh, Overeem when closing distance these days, just it goes along with his timidity. He's just um, he can be hit and hurt when in the pocket. He just, again, he's just very hesitant to close distance because of the uh, lack of willingness to take damage. Um, he can be countered. His hands are kept low. Um, and like I said, you couple that with the fact that his durability in general has been concerning. He's been finished uh, via strikes 14 times now in, in pro MMA. Uh, like I said, he was very nearly finished by Walt Harris last time. Um, it's just... The, the durability is just making tim him timid when closing distance. And he's also, like I said, to put a number um, on the pro kickboxing stoppages. It was three times. Um, so that is essentially like it, right? I mean, uh, you know, Overeem has the better round winning tools. He's a superior technical striker. I think he's the better clinch fighter. Uh, he's definitely vastly more experienced. He's fought the much higher level of opposition. He's, he's shown that he has round winning tools that will help him pull, pull away and, and win fights ultimately and clearly win. Uh, whereas on the side of Sakai here, he's on a four fight win streak. Yes. But it's like, you know, two of those fights are kind of questionable. I mean, two split decisions. I mean, you can make the case that he lost the last fight. You could also very, I guess, very clearly make the case that he lost to, uh, Andre Arlowski there. So, um, on paper, he's on a four fight winning streak, but it's not like he's exactly pulling away from these fights, just dominating, uh, the opposition from bell to bell, unless if they're so willing to absorb a lot of significant strikes, like, uh, Chase Sherman or, in the case of Marcin Tybora, he just basically blitzed Tybora and, and hurt him with a big punch. Uh, Tybora's durability these days isn't, isn't as good as, say, it was earlier in his career. Uh, so it's still an impressive finish, but I didn't really take a whole lot away from it, uh, other than, you know, Sakai's got some power. Uh, so Overeem's just clearly got the better round winning tools, uh, like my earlier point, just better clinch work, better wrestling, better, better grappling as well. Um, 
In terms of the cardio, like I said, right off the top, I don't think that Sakai's cardio was that right bad. He showed that he could push a high pace in his UFC debut, landed 111 significant strikes per UFCstats.com against Chase Sherman there uh, at altitude in Brazil. So I think his cardio should be fine. Um, Overeem's cardio, I think, should be fine as well, though he did slow down against Rosenstruck definitely by trying to exert a lot of energy into the takedowns. Something like that can happen here, though, uh, training at team elevation. Just being the guy that's been five rounds more times just makes me think that Overeem won't have a massive cardio dump or anything. Again, I think he's just more uh, just more at risk of, of getting hit with a big shot and that being the fight. So that's basically the fight. Like, I know that that's, you know, a pretty like clear cut breakdown, but that's what we're working with here. It's not like this, I guess, super technical breakdown that like I had uh, last card, if you want to call it that, um, because it's just basically Overeem's just the better fighter um, in, in various areas. Uh, the vast majority of the areas in MMA, except for, um, you know, the, the durability and that, like I've said before, uh, durability and cardio are just such, such compelling uh, ingredients in order to, you know, have uh, a fighter succeed inside the octagon because if the durability isn't there, it's just hard to, it's just hard to like trust them to win a fight. You know, if, if you recognize that the, the opposition could just at any point, like legitimately just hit him with a big punch and that'd be the fight. I'm not, again, I'm not just saying that in terms of like MMA logic, like anything could happen in a fist fight. No, like legitimately it could happen. Like, like I said off the top, like Sakai is durable enough. He's got good enough cardio to where I would not be surprised to see him hang around in this fight, not get finished. And then he just catches Overeem late on, late on the fight or earlier even. Um, and then we see uh, Sakai get his hand raised for the fifth straight time. So that's always a concern. Um, you know, cardio isn't so much uh, one of the, you know, one of the factors that I'm, I'm worried about here, but it's definitely the durability of Overeem. But uh, nonetheless, I will take him to win this fight. He is my pick. That'll do it for this breakdown. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, as always, you guys can follow me on Twitter if you'd like at AJMMABetting. Instagram, I can be found there as well on the same handle. Um, if you guys have any questions, any, any inquiries of, of that nature, feel free to DM me uh, on those social media platforms, or social media pages that I mentioned, or you can send me an email at AJ'sActionPackSportsBets.com. Other than that, I hope this breakdown was insightful to you. Uh, hope this is a good event for you. I hope the event treats you well. And I'd like to sign off and uh, hope you have a nice day. Thank you.